Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Humble and Fred email show. Should we get Dan Duran to uh, come up with a generic intro just to keep uh, the brand uh, alive or no? Uh, maybe something to think about. I don't mind uh, the way it's been unfolding, but that is something to think about. You don't mind uh, us raw-dogging the intro? Hmm. No. Let's see what the producers have to say. All right. Um, welcome to the uh, email. Well, this week it's email Fridays. Uh, there'll be a change for next week because of some golf stuff going on. Uh, this program is uh, made possible by the Humble and Fred listeners and, of course, the people that support this program. Uh, the Chambers Plan, uh, Bodog, and the Retirement Sherpa. Along with Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and Archidec. Beautiful outdoor architect. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't have that tagline in front of me, but it's great. Just know that. Just know it. We know that. Okay. And um, because we are, you know, have a reputation of being authentic broadcasters, real talk, baby. We're recording this um, before we know the outcome of last night's Leafs. The Panthers tilt. Do people still call it a tilt? Oh, they can, yeah. You know, if you're 900 years old. (laughs) It's funny you say that because I I would only know that phrase from you. And no, by the way, not recent you. Not recent you. I don't think I've ever used that term ever as a sportscast. Oh, come on. No. You did. No. Where would I get it from? Same with baseball, this thing too, when a guy hits a home run, he went yard. Mm -mm. I would never say that. Okay. Well, I don't know where else I would have gotten it from. There's a bunch of hockey terms I hear now that I feel like I I wasn't around for. A lot of this whole idea of cycling. And people down do. low? Yeah. There's a lot of cycling in the down low I, area. I know. I know. <sighs> Whatever. Cycle this while you're down low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Cycle this while you're down low. All right. Here we go. Another week of all your loving, welcomed input. Hi, Okay, this is from Rod uh, Fitchett. Um, reference to Dan not wearing any underwear. Yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, this can be used for Dan's bum crumbs. All and right? uh, I've got it here. I'm sharing it with you. Do you right. see the, uh, it's a pie, it's called a pie chart. Right. And um, it's a sort of pair of tidy whities And there's one box that says, percentage of chart that is underpant. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then the other box, which is a brown, it represents this brown circle. Percentage of chart that is chart. That's excellent. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And uh, that's a uh, pie chart. Yeah. And uh, that's the kind of thing that, you know, what, it, what does it say about us as men, as broadcasters, as fathers? That that's the one uh-huh. we, <laughs> that's the one we start with. And you know what? Uh, by the way, thanks, Rod Fitchett. That's a great lead-in to the next one, which is about Gordon Lightfoot. And remember, Hi we guys. got a little bit of heat because yes. we said he went from charting to sharting. This is where it came from, yes. Yes. Yeah. So this, now this email, the subject title is, uh, the subject line is Gordon Lightfoot from Martin Lye. You, like I, have read this several times. I really don't understand it, but I'm going to read it word for word, Okay. 
I'm, I'm with you. I, by the way, just before we hit record, I'm totally with you because I also read it a couple times. And I uh, was bewildered by it. So well, let's read it because it has to do with uh, some kind of shipping. <laughs> Martin Lai says, I got on a ship in 1980. When we entered Lake Superior, it was November and a large storm. I headed to the wheelhouse. And then in brackets, Algerson. After my shift at 8 p.m., waves were breaking and we were 35 feet up. All were calm, and they politely inquired why the fuck I was there. Then they asked if I was stupid enough to come up to the deck, so I left and went to bed. I never heard this song until late 1980 in college. I told my story to the other cadets, and they all laughed. I knew I was in my prof- profession. Yeah. Martin Lye. Is he referring to, to this? Song? He's saying I never heard his song because the subject matter. Again, I'm, I'm just right. I'm, I'm sussing this out as we're doing this because the subject was Gordon Lightfoot. But he says there because you said this song. I never heard his song until late 1980. So many years later from this peculiar incident that he's describing. We're just listen, folks. We're just presenting this because maybe Martin will come back and you know give us some explanation. <laughs> oh no, yeah, and I know he says when he said his song. I know he was re- referring to Edmund Fitzgerald, but all the stuff leading up to it, I just I, okay. I just uh, you know it sounds fascinating. It does, and um, <laughs> in some weird way. But I, I, is there a clue in the fact that it was about he was referring to the Edmund Fitzgerald? Anyway, here's another Gordon Lightfoot email. Let me see. I can put it down for a second. I'm going to bring it back up. You know, because I'm sort of like mixing stuff here. Um, this one uh, from Holly Jack Jack Kudge. Hi, gentlemen. I saw this beautiful picture and wanted to share it with you. How lovely! Talented Canadian icons. Canada's three gourds are now together, and it's a picture of uh, Gordon Pinson, now passed. The late Gordon Downey, and now R.I.P. Gordon Lightfoot. And this is from Holly in Chilliwack, as she says, Chilliwack for you Eastern Canadians, is in the Fraser Valley of B.C., about an hour and a half east of Vancouver on Highway 1. And this is not the first time Holly has emailed us. And uh, I have been to Chilliwack. Uh, I've spent some time in the interior of B.C., and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a magical place. Okay, Eastern nice. Canada. Um, very interesting, fascinating, um, captivating, whatever you want to say. The three gourds, and on this show we have sort of wrestled God into gourd. Isn't yeah. that interesting? You know, the, yeah. these three, three gourdies that are like gods to Canadians. Iconic gourds in Canada. Yeah. So now when we say gourd be with you, we mean yeah. all three of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's moving. Uh, let's moving on now. Uh, subject matter: Cheers are not enough. Northern Lights YouTube. Amy Zimmer. Hi guys. With the passing of a Canadian legend like Gordon Lightfoot, and after listening to your tributes to him, I thought of this song and video, which highlights in the best possible way the Canadian music scene of the '80s. I still know all the words and love to change uh, my voice to impersonate everyone, especially Neil Young. It's fun. Anyway, thought it might be also fun and maybe totally tasteless for you to look through and play the game. 
uh, hear or not hear as you watch and sing along, I think pretty much everyone is still. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, I have no. I'd forgotten how good this song was. There's Gordon Lightfoot. That's Burton Cummings. And Murray. Joni Mitchell. Dan Hill, who's been on our show. By the way, so is Ann Murray. Don't need to tell you. And it goes on from there, but uh, I watched it. It's funny. It's um, funny. It's crazy how many big stars were on that. Well, I remember how good that made me feel at the time, that song. Um, and it was just neat. I mean, you talk about icons, all those icons at the time. And I don't think it's tasteless to play here or not here. I mean, you could go through there. Yeah. You know, most most of them still alive, but several are dead. Uh, you know, watch the video and identify the dead people. And I, and I would say to you, I, I think this is a better song than We Are. I'm not saying We Are the World this isn't a good song. I think right. this is a better song. How's that? Yeah. And then there's uh, Ronnie and then um, Neil uh, no, or Getty Lee comes mm-hmm. on and it starts to get screechy. Uh, okay. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi guys. Anyway, Amy Z says, uh, rest in peace, Gordon. Very good. All righty. Thank you, Amy. Uh, this is from, uh, let me see. I'm sorry. I got like nine screens open here. Chris K. Yeah, I got it. Um, I'm going to paraphrase this. Chris is talking. He says, hi, guys. Uh, this was sent uh, last week. He says, being a longtime New York Jets fan, I somewhat understand the perils of being a Maple Leafs fan. You know, the Jets, no playoffs since 2010, no Super Bowl since 69, no winning season since 2015, etc., etc. And uh, he's also a Blue Jackets fan. He uh, weighed in on our show yesterday when we were talking about prices of NHL cities, and he's saying the Blue Jackets, you can go there, tickets are like under 100 bucks for a person. He says, uh, he goes on to talk about that. He says, I do admire Leafs fans for sticking it out each year in hopes of a different outcome. Best of luck to you, as they don't deserve your fandom either, sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek. And then he finishes it by saying, P.S., Love seeing Carla Collins back on the show. She is H&F Podcast Royalty, Her Highness. Have a great weekend. Chris K. OG Hundy P. Hi, guys. Thank you, Chris. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, from Kim Sanders, uh, good old-fashioned potty humor, she writes, uh, Hi, guys. No idea of my heart rate, but my blood pressure is 112 over 80, and my pulse is 72. Mm. Also, my movements are a bit loose of late, but nothing drastic. Oh, don't, good to know. Don't, don't, you, don't you love that? That has now taken off. That uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I just love every time it comes up, and, and now I think it's... Uh, I think this is a woman saying it is also very funny to me. Mm-hmm. And speaking of poops, I got a funny email in my inbox and it made me think of you guys. My 12 year old daughter decided to change her father's username on Netflix to Poopy Pants. Now, <laughs> Netflix is addressing him uh, by his new name when they send him emails. 
and uh, she gave an example of the screen uh, of that. You are never too old to laugh at potty humor, which is why I love your uh, show so much. Uh, loving you, Kim Sanders. But look where it's from. Mm. Oh, Connecticut, right? Hundy yes, P since 2013, Kim's, right? Which made me think maybe Kim discovered us mm-hmm. uh, while we were failing on Sirius XM. Yes, maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. Curious. Hi guys. Uh, curious guys. case. Uh, curious guys. case. This comes a uh, long one from our buddy Andrew Moore. <laughs> Who uh, was our uh, guy? He uh, helped us. Uh, he works for uh, Service Inspired Restaurants. It's a long email. Um, it says, uh, Doctor, because I used to call myself Doc Easy G back in the old days. Love when you guys get into U.S. politics. If you did a separate podcast on it, like uh, Aging with Energy, which, by the way, is on hiatus right now because of the writer's strike. He says, I'd be all over that shit. He says, I've always been into it. And then he goes on to explain, you know, being, you know, since 2016, like a lot of us kind of got, you know, wrapped up in it. And he says, uh, the reason for this email, it's hard to have casual conversations with people who don't follow U.S. politics or aren't interested in the U.S. in the U.S. slash Trump stuff. They don't get that this time it's different. It's literally democracy versus dictatorship on every ballot or on the ballot every time Americans go to the polls. And people are immune to the fact that it's already crept into Canada. He said there was a guy at my gym the other day wearing a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. Um, and he points out a couple of things that we also believe, which is you know sort of mind-boggling to comprehend why anyone would support someone like Trump. And you know we've said this. People say they like him because he hates the same people as I do. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And he says that he's, That's what he's summed up Trump supporters He says that would make a great MAGA bumper sticker It all comes down to the hate uh, And I agree with him It does all come down to You know a lot of those Trump supporters can't really articulate And they don't they're not articulate But when they're asked in those little funny Interviews what about critical race, critical Any issues critical race theory uh, mm-hmm. Or this or that they can't articulate it. They just know that, that that Trump guy, he hates the same people we do. Yeah. I mean, that's the seed. That's the base. That's the foundation. It's intolerance. And having that door opened. If the big guy can say it, I can say it. Yeah, when he said in that, in that protest in Charlottesville, mm-hmm. I mean, there are mm-hmm. good people on both sides. That was a big door opener. Hi, Thank guys. you, Andrew. Hi, and uh, moving on, Hi, people. Hi, guys. Uh, Robert McGeechee uh, writes something about a new surcharge. He says, hi, guys. I have just come back from a trip to San Jose, California, and there is a new surcharge showing up in restaurants down there. I paid for my dinner and added the now expected 20% tip. <laughs> uh, when I look later at my bill, there was a 4% living wage surcharge added to the bill (laughs) humble i agree with you it's not that the total bill is the issue but when you buy any other product or service in this world it includes the total cost of labor and materials with restaurants the menu price isn't actually the price anymore the airline industry had to bundle their fares a few years back and what you see is what you pay he's right there and perhaps it's uh, time for the restaurant industry to follow suit By getting the additional charges added and then a tip, it ends up just pissing everyone off. Thanks for all you do, guys. Loving you, Rob. You know, and that's so true. It's like, what are you talking about? A living wage surcharge. 
Shouldn't that be the responsibility of the employer? Or shouldn't that be part of the prices? Well, that's what we were saying on the show the other day that, you know, there's no other there's no other place you go into. You don't go into Home Depot and have to tip the guy that helped you find, you know, the wood you were looking for. And then you don't go to the cashier and say, "Okay, this is 100 bucks. And then there's not a place for you to tip the cashier. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's what when he says, I agree with you. It's the the problem with me is because I eat a lot of takeout food. Just that's not the price of the food anymore. You know, I Mm -hmm. go to this place, uh, the Korean place that I love. And they just raised the price of this one dish I used to get that was twenty two bucks. It's now twenty six bucks or whatever. That's there should be the tip. So that is a bit of a, a drag when it comes to food because you're not really getting the price of the item anymore. You're getting the suggested price before you tip it. Yeah, something else, man. Something else. All right, uh, just a couple more to go. This is uh, also about tipping. It's from our buddy. Uh, Dave Little, but it's actually a tip that we gave him. He says, hi, guys. Just wanted to thank you for the tip about welcome to Wrexham. I just finished the uh, last episode a couple nights ago. Man, so good. Absolutely loving it. Cheers, Dave. Resting heart rate, 59. Bowel movement, Greenwich Mean Time, regular. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, Richard Bullis, uh, subject recognized. Hi, guys. I was listening to you recount your dinner slash rock of ages night. It made me wonder how often you guys get recognized. And one, do you enjoy it or kind of dislike it? And two, any funny, uh, memorable encounters? Let me just stop you for a second before you go on, because this is the last one. Do you are you still do you ever get recognized? Do you still get recognized the odd time? Not really. No. But really, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> no, that's true. Like, I'm never like if I got recognized, I'd have to be recognized by the people in this little hamlet of where I am in Brampton. I don't go downtown, honestly. Okay. I don't. So because, you know, I mean, I still do the odd mm. time, you know, because I'm downtown here and I'm also because of the golf world. But OK, go ahead. I, I mean, I get recognized because of that golf thing a lot because people know that I'm that guy from our show. Mm hmm. Anyway. No, can't. Uh, and did it bother me when we did? No, not at all. I, it was great because I thought the more you recognize, the more of an audience you have. The more of an audience you have, the better chance of making more money. I mean, we've had, I mean, as far as, yeah, I mean, I've had some, you know, years ago, some aggravating encounters with people. But I think the times I've been recognized that are the most memorable is when somebody somewhat famous recognizes you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it would be someone like, I don't know, trying to say Nick Kiprios or somebody would be like, hey, I'm listening to your show, right? Or like when Lisa LaFlamme talked about having listened to us. Yes. You know, I often think about that, too, is that um, not the power, but I took that for granted so many for so many years. It was like it was we were insulated or something in my mind that. I went to work every morning. I spoke into a microphone. It came off that big CN Tower thing and had the ability to get in every home and every car in the area. Sometimes you forget. Yeah, sort of power. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, and, the most- how that, and how that sort of affected people, entertained people. You know, I the just, most famous uh, we ever were yeah. <clears throat> was the fall of uh, 2003. They spent at that time a million dollars 
in 2003 money promoting us on bus on we were on bus boards on buses i mean whatever that's called on bus sides billboards like it was that was the most recognized and i'd done a pretty a pretty good amount of television at that point here but that was the most recognized i ever was or you ever were like i was my kids our kids it was we were everywhere for a while there for about three months and let's and that and again that's part of my Whatever. They, those aren't the best memories for me. When I think of that, they spent a million dollars in promoting the show. And then, and you think the people in charge are on top of it all and they know. And then present the show all wrong. It's bizarre. It is also beside the point, though. It is bizarre. What? Well, that's not the point. The point is we're talking about being recognized. I know what you're saying. No, no. But I mean... Yeah, it's too bad that they spent all this that money. This is real talk. This is honest. <laughs> okay, so you, pre- you present this brand of Humble and Fred that has established this brand for years and years, and then you assume it and promote it and then present it completely differently. With the boss's girl. With, with the boss's girl. Someone reminded me of that the other day. Yeah. The boss's yeah. girlfriend as, uh, as the fucking news person. And quickly um, changing the music. Yes, yes. We were, anyway, on and on. And yeah, on. yeah. Anyway. But do you want to finish the email and then we'll finish these emails? Oh, yes. Uh, Howard, as I've mentioned to you once before, I met you at Angus Glen for Golfapalooza. That was years ago. It was many years ago. And I left feeling that you were a really. What's that word? Oh, Oh, cool guy. Oh, you can't read that. (laughs) (laughs) I've told that story to many. Uh, much love, guys. Rich, and, and therein lies another lesson. You know, and I know this is an old um, saying and adage, but one of the first things David Marsden said to me as a radio personality way back when, he said, you know, that whole thing about you only have one chance at a first impression. And he said, when you're out there representing the radio station, you always have to remember that you know that initial impression is what people are going to take away mm-hmm. and um and it, it, it's so true because you know we found over the years you know if you do something disparaging or not nice they want to everybody wants to well, tell yeah. everybody yeah because that right? saying is bad news travels fast people can't wait people love they go out for mm-hmm. dinner on the story of i met humble howard and he was a fucking dick and he right. said this and he wasn't nice which happened more than once but there was also mm-hmm. a lot of these guys who I met. Absolutely. Who uh, and, and but again, he's he's been telling people the story of meeting me in Angus Glen. That would have been twenty plus years ago, right? But it, it's good for you know. It's uh, people are way more inclined to say, "Yeah, I met the guy. He was a fucking asshole." Oh, absolutely. And remember that? Oh, I met the guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, that's not a story. No, right? well, and basically, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a much better story to you know that guy you like. He's a twat. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. And uh, we appreciate everybody's feedback. And we certainly appreciate and are grateful for uh, your support of us. And these are the people that help make this program possible. Uh, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Retirement Sherpa, Aaron Ventures, EVNet, and Archidec. Have a great uh, weekend, and hopefully uh, the Leafs haven't lost two in a row. Uh, We'll see you guys on Monday.